Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org. Hello and welcome to Parenting Today. My name is Kirk Cooper. And I'm John Parrott. Uh, Parenting Today is a podcast uh, for parents from RYM. Uh, We've been rated the second best RYM podcast by Croquet Croquet Gazette magazine. So big victory for us, John. Uh, (laughs) I was very excited to see that. Yeah, so, you know, they don't make a lot of podcasts. So, and you know, give it up for Croquet. It's a magazine. I mean, it's a game that, uh, you know, not a lot of people play, but maybe they should play more. That's true. Uh, Seriously, though, Parenting Today is a podcast. Uh, for parents, where uh, John and I uh, talk about cultural issues that our students face, uh, and we try to decipher uh, those cultural issues uh, for you as parents, uh, to try to give you information as we ourselves try to discover more about what our students face today. And today, uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about a movie, a movie targeted at a very specific uh, grade. In fact, the movie is called Eighth Grade. Uh, John, you saw this movie. That's right. Uh, recently, about a week ago, I guess. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, and it, it's funny because uh, you and I we discussed just movies in general on the podcast, um, not really thinking we'd be watching a movie uh, this soon. But um, yeah, this is one we both felt like uh, would be good to see and discuss on the the podcast. Now, you might not have heard of the movie Eighth Grade, um, and if you haven't, that's okay. In fact, the movie is not showing. I live in Montgomery, Alabama, and the movie is not showing in any of the four theaters that we have. Um, so uh, it's not uh, as widely released as maybe other movies have been. I think, in fact, uh, they did you know, a, a, they did it the old school way where they released it to a few theaters, and then they slowly you know, uh, released it to more and more theaters. So if you haven't seen it yet, that's okay. Uh, but we still want to talk about it because it's a movie about being in eighth grade, one of the most awkward times in everyone's life. And uh, and, and it's targeted toward eighth graders. And since John has seen it, what we're going to do today is I'm just going to ask John some questions. We're going to look at this movie as we look at everything through the lens of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, the biblical world and life view. And I'm going to ask John questions about this movie. Uh, and we're going to Figure out if it's something that maybe you should see with your student, or something that you should stay away from, um, or uh, how you know whatever the deci- decision that you make, we're going to discuss it. Um, John, are you ready to do that? Um, I think so. Uh, just to let the the people know, I have not. I don't really have a lot of notes on this. Um, this mm-hmm. is going to be kind of a um, just a knee jerk reaction uh, to whatever Kurt is is asking, and I hope I can still remember um, some of the content of the movie, but. Uh, Anyway, hopefully this will be helpful for y'all. Well, how about we do this first, John? Why don't you give me just a quick synopsis, maybe a two-minute synopsis, if you can, of uh, we're going to spoil this movie, okay? So that should be – that's a, from the get-go. Um, if there, I don't think there are any major spoilers in it, but mm-hmm. um, or it's not the kind of movie that can really be spoiled. But we are going to talk about the plot of the movie, and I think it's important for you to know kind of where the movie's going. So why don't you give us as best you can just a general rundown of what happens in the movie Eighth Grade? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll actually I'll just read the the storyline off of IMDb dot uh, com. Um, I'm sorry, IMDb. I messed that up. I knew. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> when it came off at the, the time, I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Um, 
So the storyline says an introverted teenage girl tries to survive the last week of her disastrous eighth grade year before leaving to start high school. Um, mm. Yeah, and so it's it follows the the story of uh, Kayla, um, and uh, yeah, she's just uh, she is I mean portrayed in the movie as an, an awkward eighth grade girl, uh, someone who's trying to be social. She's more introverted. Um, uh, and so she tries to interact with other people. And so there's yeah a lot of discomfort there, a lot of awkwardness. Uh, she ha- has her own YouTube channel. And so she uh, leaves messages for uh, advice for people on how to interact in certain social situations. And it's interesting how the filmmakers kind of take that, uh, you know, her uh, giving this advice on YouTube. And then they kind of overlay her audio into real life situations where she's actually kind mm. of not living out uh, how she's telling other people to live or unable to live out in ways mm-hmm. in which she's giving advice. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of her life and her interactions with her, her father um, as well as her classmates and uh, then looking forward to kind of the high school years and um, all that. So that's just, that's a very brief uh, snapshot of the movie. Okay. Well uh, let's, let me ask you first and foremost. Give me the family dynamic that Kayla comes from in this movie. What is what is her what is her situation at home like? Yeah, and how is that portrayed in the movie? Yeah, um, she is uh, raised by a single parent. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't give a whole lot of detail in the movie. It does tell uh, that uh, the mother left uh, when um, Kayla was was very young. Um, so you mm-hmm. learn you learn that in the movie, but. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a single father, um, pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the interaction and, and I guess, you know, we'll try to keep some spoilers out of this, but a lot of the interaction, um, is very cold to her father, very harsh to mm-hmm. her father. I mean, extremely <laughs> disrespectful in, in a lot of scenes. Um, but I do have to say, I mean, uh, the, the portrayal of the father in the film is very positive. Um, this is not, you know, a movie where, I mean, you you could say some of the authority figures in the movie, like the principal at the school, uh, some of the teachers uh, might be kind of your stereotypical, just kind of ignorant, mocking, um, you know, uh, just mocking teachers, mocking authority figures, but but not mm-hmm. uh, not like in some other films. But but definitely the father. I mean, if there's kind of a hero in the film, he would be a hero uh, for sure. Um, mm. so that, that was, that was just, that was very encouraging, um, for sure. But that's just, yeah, a little bit of her home dynamic. There's a lot of animosity between her and her father. Um, her father's mm-hmm. very, very kind and gracious, uh, in his interactions with her, but yeah, a single, single parent situation. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, okay. Let's talk about what's good about this movie. Um, let's talk about, you know, when God created the world, he said, he told us to go out and create and movies are part of that. It's, that's part of our fulfilling the creation mandate is to go out and tell stories, stories that reflect God's story. So let's talk about this movie and about what you think is uh, good about this movie or what, what what about this movie really struck you, um, struck a chord with you? Yeah. I don't want to just be, um, you know, just reiterating what I just said, but, but I mean, definitely one good thing is the father um, in this film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, very admirable, uh, it, it, very real at the same time. And you can tell he's, he's struggling as a father on how to parent his, his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would have been a completely different story if he had a son, but the fact that he's trying to figure out, 
you know, mm-hmm. an, an eighth grade female and just what she's going through and trying to be compassionate, trying to be loving, trying to engage her in conversation. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's very encouraging. So that, that would be one good um, aspect. I'd say just kind of the, the second thing, and this is just a very broad statement, is how true the movie is. Um, and, and we know Brian Gadawa is a Hollywood screenwriter, and he, he wrote a book called Hollywood Worldviews. And he talks about that there's a good side of truth and a dark side of truth. Um, mm. and, that, and that, you know, sometimes, you know, when we say um, we, we need to dwell on, you know, whatever is true, whatever is beautiful, whatever is good, we think of Philippians 4, um, that there is a dark side of truth. And so, this movie has both, you know, the good and the bad of truth. Um, but, but it just seems like a very real picture of eighth grade, a very accurate picture of eighth grade. Um, mm. I mean, my, my something, when I went to go see this, I actually saw it with three other youth workers. And then um, we met with uh, kind of all the Jackson area youth workers after the movie to discuss. Some of them had already seen the movie and we just wanted to, to discuss it a bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, the statement I made was, I wish I could make, um, every parent in, uh, that has a, a teenager go see this movie. Um, mm. you know, there, there's definitely some, you know, rough content, some questionable content that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but you know, at the same time, I, I think it's a very accurate, very true, uh, portrayal of, uh, what so many teenagers are going through and it would be helpful. Uh, I mean, that's, that's why we as youth workers went to go see it just to kind of, uh, get the perspective of, of a teenager and kind of what they're, they're going through. And so all that to say, I think that's a good aspect of the film that they aimed at, uh, being truthful and giving an accurate portrayal of, uh, teenagers in the eighth grade. And I think it accomplished that. What John, did you, did you find yourself reliving your own eighth grade? time when you were seeing this or did you feel like it was because you didn't have YouTube or those kind of things that you were so far removed from that or was there anything that you could relate back to your own experience of being an eighth grader? No, I, I absolutely could um, relate. I mean, without a doubt they have you know smartphones in this film, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, all of those things that were not there uh, when I was in the eighth grade. But um, there are those moments where, you know, kind of my um, initial reaction when I was talking to some people, I said, I laughed so hard in this movie. And then I, mm. and then I cringed and I felt awkward and, mm-hmm. and uncomfortable in this movie. And then I, I just was, like, just like eighth grade. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, I was fighting back tears at, at some moments, some very mm. endearing, sweet moments in this movie. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely, even though it, it is kind of a snapshot of where we are right now in 2018, you know, I think, um, you know, those who are, you know, forties, fifties, you know, seeing this movie will, it'll resonate with them. And then I also think, you know, years to come, it'll kind of be one of those movies that, um, might be somewhat timeless. I mean, you know, there are going to be some dated things for sure, as far as the technology mm-hmm. goes, but, um, there are some emotional aspects of this film that I think are going to resonate, um, regardless. So, um, yes, for sure. Uh, it'll, it'll connect with those. Well, um, what I'm what I'm hearing from you is that the movie is really well done, and I'm not surprised because of what I've read about it. But um, we also ought to say at this point, this movie's rated R. Um, so yes. if you're in eighth grade, you technically aren't allowed to see it. Um, and I know that Bo Burnham, um, who wrote and directed this movie, wrote and directed this movie, did not want uh, this movie to receive an R rating. 
Uh, and really, I think that he even showed it for free in a lot of places so that um, so that eighth graders could come and see it. Let's talk about why the movie's rated R and what are kind of like the um, what are the things that we need to be prepared for as far as that's concerned? I know that ratings aren't are, you know, we don't let the MPAA decide what is, the, the, you know, objectionable and unobjectionable. Sure. We don't sure. want to just follow them blindly. But why is the movie rated R? Because uh, for some people, that's going to be a real sticking point. And um, and why should we see it even if it's even if it's rated R? Or why should we not see it? You know, or you know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I think just to kind of give without getting um, explicit in the details, uh, th- there's definitely um, some sexual content in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I and I was saying this to Kurt just right before we started recording. It is on the fence of being PG-13 um, or R. I mean, because I, I was thinking, <clears throat> I mean, when I heard about the movie and, and thought about going to see it, honestly, I just didn't even consult the, the rating and, um, didn't even think about it until later. And I looked and saw, okay, this is R rated. So when I went in, I was just expecting, you know, to hear obscenities left and right and just a lot of crude, um, content, but really, I mean, it's, it's fairly tame. Um, I mean, there, without a doubt, there is profanity, uh, in the movie. Um, but it's, it's close to, again, not warranting an R rating. Um, so it seems like if they, cut out just a, a few of the obscenities. It could have remained PG-13. Um, it's the it's the sexual content um, that definitely, and really just two scenes I'm thinking of uh, that, um, yeah, uh, pushed the envelope and, and gave it an R rating. Um, and, and that being said, I mean, one of the more explicit uh, scenes uh, is actually fairly mild and tame. Um, it's kind of, you could in a sense tell that they, they weren't trying to um, you know, just be overly gratuitous or anything like that. Uh, they were trying to set up a scene and kind of set up um, some uh, struggles of a teenage girl and what she's going to, I mean, accurately, yeah. what she's actually a- accurately going to, to hear in the classroom, hear, you know, the school halls. Um, so they were using that to, to set that up and not really, um, I think, you know, just trying to be, like I said, overly gratuitous or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it well, does... I mean, t- if it was going to be a true to life eighth grade movie, then there's got to be some sort of uh, sexual element because, you know, anyone who thinks that there are eighth graders who are, you know, exploring their sexuality or going, you know, crossing a bunch of lines that maybe they'll regret they crossed. then I don't think that they've really understood. Um, I don't think you can paint an accurate picture of an eighth grade of eighth grade life without that. Um, and maybe even young and, you know, unfortunately maybe even younger than that. I was just thinking about when was the first time that I heard a term that I wasn't familiar with. It ended up being like a sexual term. And like, I remember that happening in fifth grade, not in, not in eighth. And I, you know, look, I'm, I'll, you know, I'm 38. So I was born in 1980. So, you know, fifth grade for me would have been in the early nineties, not now. So we're talking about a long time ago. And um, or even, you know, I don't I, I can't even remember how old you are in fifth grade, but I remember that. I remember specifically that experience even now about hearing a term and being like, what's that? And when I asked my mom, she was like, who told you that? Um, and I know that that's at least the element of one of the of the scenes in that movie. Am, am I right there? Yeah. Um, and, and let me just say, honestly, one of the most powerful scenes to me 
um, had to deal with some sexual content, and I'll, I'll set that scene up because of what it was illustrating. Um, yeah. in, the, in the movie, it is so interesting to see the lack of eye uh, contact that the characters mm. have with each other because they're always on their their smartphones. Um, I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was annoying me in the movie thinking, okay, they're going to at least kind of semi look up and, and acknowledge or, or look at somebody, but they they were never taking their eyes off of their smartphone. And so there's this scene where um, Kayla is going up and, and speaking to, to this guy who has um, is known for having you know dreamy eyes and she kind of has a crush on him and all that and so she goes up to talk to him he does not even look at her at all he's just staring at his phone and he's just you know i think he's playing Fortnite or something like that and she's just talking away to him he's not even looking at her at all doesn't acknowledge her he's kind of mumbling to her a response every now and then and then she says something sexual to him Mm -hmm. and he stops what he's doing and immediately looks at her Mm. Um, and so it just to me it showed uh, i mean just the the as some, <coughs> barring a, barring a term here, you know the pornified culture that we're living in, and mm-hmm, how just mm-hmm. you know sex permeates absolutely you know everything on smartphones and social media, and uh, you, you know most guys in the eighth grade, I mean statistically speaking, have been looking at pornography for for years, and so the mm-hmm. the, the the one way in which she could get this character to actually look at her and acknowledge her was to to say something sexual. And um, I just thought that that powerfully conveyed that truth about this culture. And yes, it was a, a sexual statement and um, something inappropriate, but but I think it's illustrating a very profound truth that we as Christians um, yeah. can appreciate. And, and something that's also, I mean, it also talks, it also conveys the idea um, that in this culture, you have to say things uh, in order to be seen or to be heard, you have to say things that are outrageous. Uh, mm-hmm. No one listens. If we want to take this outside of eighth grade and move um, even to today, um, the people who are heard, whether it's the sports commentators or the political commentators, are the people who are willing to toe the line and say things that are, you know, outrageous to inappropriate. That's mm-hmm. how you get that's how you get an audience. Now, you don't get an audience by having a measured take on, you know, NFL players kneeling during the anthem. You have to have you have those 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 players either have to be saints who are you know fighting the good fight, or they have to be the devil um, and people who are ruining America. But the, you're not, to have a measured take on that is you know that's just a classic example of that as well is that you have to be um, you have to have a hot take, I guess, as you will. So, yeah. but you know, also eighth graders oftentimes um, think with their ho- hormones, and uh, and that's been true. Before uh, smartphones, and it certainly um, it certainly is still true now after them. Absolutely. Okay, um, talk to me a little bit. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, the moments that were heartbreaking in um, in this movie. What what I, I think I feel for a lot of people. In fact, I mentioned this movie to several people um, in preparation for this podcast, and a lot of them, and just talked about eighth grade, just the idea of eighth grade to them. And I I remember specifically some of the females that I asked about just saying, I remember eighth grade being my least favorite year. I remember eighth grade was the worst. Oh, I hated eighth grade. Eighth grade was talk, talk to me a little bit about what is heartbreaking um, in this movie about Kayla's experience of eighth grade. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to point to, to just one thing. Um, I, I do. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when I got in the car, um, I, again, we, we saw this movie with some youth workers and they were driving to a coffee shop to, to sit and discuss um, because that's the trendy thing to do, right? You get a coffee mm, shop. and You guys are hip. I know. <laughs> so hip. <laughs> and so as I got in the car and I was by myself driving there, I, I picked up the phone to call my wife and uh, I called her and I just said, I just want to hug our oldest daughter, uh, Sarah. Um, I just want to go home and hug her uh, because uh, the whole movie just captures the the awkwardness, the discomfort, um, the you know longing to be accepted and um, to be included, to have friends, um, and just kind of the you know again, Kayla is portrayed as uh, just this very introverted, you know, not popular. Um, a young girl and, and she's trying to be, she's trying really hard and she's working really hard, you know, on YouTube she's, and this is something giving a shout out to the seeing and believing podcast by Christ and pop culture. I mean, they said, you know, they pointed out she's got these posted notes kind of to herself with like positive statements and mm -hmm. she, she's a very driven, you know, young, young lady. And um, it's just, it's sad uh, to watch her trying so hard and then just not getting that, love and uh, not having it reciprocated and then it's just it's hard too to see her father being so loving and, and trying to to get into her world and, and her not letting uh not letting him in um and so that you know there's so many scenes i mean the whole movie is basically you know her trying to longing for this acceptance and this um you know sense of identity and and her just striking out left and right and so it's kind of you know story after story there there are times where it, where it is hard to watch and times where you know mm -hmm. even as I'm telling people it's it's really good and I enjoyed it um there's aspects to it that yeah that that make you feel like oh wow this is me reliving you know my 7th 8th grade years uh, that are a little um difficult but does that kind of get at what you're what you're asking yeah and you know I, I what i really appreciate about the movie and just the even the idea of it is that uh you know i saw the, the minute i saw the trailer i was interested in this movie obviously because of what i do um but also i was interested in this movie because you know the actress in this movie has acne yeah um like the lead actress who plays kayla has acne and she's not um like rail thin or, uh, you know, the things that we have come to associate with, uh, the people with, especially women who, what women have to look like in order to receive leading roles. Yes. Um, and just how, you know, I always, I always make the contention that there's no such thing as a cute, uh, junior high boy that they all sort of look like Gollum to me and, uh, <laughs> that there aren't, there aren't, their hands hang down to their knees or lower and they just kind of skulk around and they look, you know, just, um, I don't know. They just, and they're, they're, you know, and especially in junior high, the girls, lots of times, you know, they're taller than the boys cause they hit their growth spurt first. And there's just that awkwardness and that feeling of, um, I don't look like, you know, when they have television shows and movies about high school, lots of times the people who are playing the high school students are not high school students. In fact, almost all the time they're 20, 21 years old. And the message that sends to our students about how they should look versus how they actually look um, is quite uh, can be quite jarring. And I just one thing that I really appreciate about just, you know, just seeing the trailer was that all of the kids that I saw in the movie looked like eighth graders. They look like kids in my actually in this room right now. I'm surrounded by pictures of my students and a lot of them are from when they were in junior high and they look awkward. They're not you know, they, these are athletic you know, attractive, like, 
you know, a lot of them have graduated college. They're, you know, they're adults now and they, you know, they're together and they're with it. But I've got pictures of them here in eighth grade and they, you know, in seventh grade and sixth grade, and they did not look like that. Um, they, they were, they, you know, they, they had braces and they had, um, you know, a lot of them had bad haircuts. And, uh, you know, I, I just, that's one thing that I really appreciate about them, appreciate about um, just even the idea of this movie. Um, let me, let me ask you this. And, and just a quick note, I, I did read yeah. that she, the main character, um, is it Elsie Fisher? Is that how you'd say uh, it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say she um, she had just finished eighth grade when she filmed this movie. So yeah, she was yeah. Uh, she was close to eighth grade for sure. Yeah, I, and I think you know in the trailer, the most powerful thing is that she's sitting outside the pool party. She's in her one piece swimsuit, um, and uh, and and she's like working up the courage to go out and you know go to the pool party. And I just that just resonated with me. I mean I, that just to me, that captured like a lot of what I think a lot of people feel about eighth grade. But I want to I want to ask you a question. Would you recommend that if someone had a student that was in junior high or even high school, would you recommend going to see this movie with your student or would you not? And I know I'm, I'm putting you in kind of, that's that's a real binary, real like black or white question. Um, and you can qualify it as much as you want. But. Well, just that's add- all the time that we have for today, folks. So let's go ahead. And- <laughs> no, no, look, that's a good question, and honestly, I'm not. I'm not trying to dodge it. How about let's leave that for um, for the Thursday podcast uh, when we get into kind of redemption restoration, because um, yeah. that, that that should actually lead into some of that that conversation, I think. And plus, it'll keep our listeners on the edge of their seats. Yes, that's a great cliffhanger. So <laughs> what? We can't close it up right here. We're going to we're gonna cover the next stage of eighth grade. We're going to talk about what is redeeming about eighth grade or uh, about the movie eighth grade, about what redemption there is, and also like how eighth grade points us toward heaven. And then we're, and John is going to come down with a hot take about whether <laughs> to see this movie or not. Um, so uh, uh, that's all for today. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you again on Thursday. Yep. See you Thursday.